but you know it's thick down in there and and you know i'm down there hunting quite a bit and now i'm coming across people that are eyewitnesses are coming for saying i saw a big nine or ten foot bipedal creature with red glowing eyes freaking me out you know what i mean around their campsites and all that so that to the Phenomenon Report. I am your host, Kelly Kleinman. Today on the witness stand, we have a gentleman from my home state of Ohio. We had a couple compelling encounters with something big and scary. No, it wasn't the gals from The View, as one listener suggested. Rather, it was something that clearly didn't want him hunting in its own territory. A theme that seems to be somewhat consistent as we infringe on their living space more and more. Scott Seymour? Take us back onto the Wayback Machine to the start of the century. The year was 2000. It would be only one of two times that the Wolverines would beat the Ohio State Buckeyes on the gridiron uh, this century. But it wasn't a Wolverine whose ground you were trespassing on. Scott, the mic is yours. Okay. Well, you know, like you said, it was 2000. And um, I lived in a little town in Michigan called Frankenbooth. Now, Frankenbooth is... They call it basically uh, Michigan's little German Bavaria. Uh, the town's set up like if you were gonna go to Germany. They have festivals, they have a lot of uh, bands, they have uh, really good fried chicken. So it's kind of known for that. And I live just outside, um, just uh, north of the town, about two miles outside the town. And I hunted on a gentleman's property that I became good friends with. Um, I don't really wanna mention his name, but, um, he lived in a town called Mayville and it was about an hour, probably as the crow flies, probably an hour and 20 minutes from where I lived. So I would have to get up per, pretty early. I mean, you know, hunters want to get in the woods before the sun comes up. Um, there's a lot of deer moving back into the bedding areas just as the sun's coming up. So you want to get in there um, and get set up. And we, a lot of us do it. Uh, I'm saying common knowledge for hunters because a lot of us do this. So this morning, this particular morning in November, um, I'm already starting to get goosebumps, man, because every time I tell this, it, it puts me right back there like I'm standing there. Um, but I drove over there. Um, I parked my car on the landowner's property. Um, I got out of my car, and the first thing I noticed when I got out of my car is there was no sound like it was it was like dead quiet and i mean i mean like i've been in the woods when it's been quiet before but this was like uncanny quiet like there was no insects no nothing no crickets i mean no nothing i mean it was dead quiet you could literally and i'm not exaggerating you could have dropped a pin on the ground and heard it that's how quiet it was and i thought man this is like this is really weird. Now I'm getting my stuff out of my car, um, getting my pack and everything, making sure my bow's all set up and ready to go. And um, I started down the hill. Now the landowner lived about 40 feet above the bottom floor of the forest. And I say forest because um, I've hunted block timber. Well, let me explain what block timber is. Block timber, like in Ohio, is you might have a 100-acre woods or a 200-acre woods, and there's field all the way around it. Okay, and they put crops. A forest is something that goes on for miles. It may go on five, six, seven miles. It may be eight, nine thousand acres, depending on how big it is. Um, this place I was hunting, I think probably, and I hunted quite a bit of it. 
it was probably it probably went for five six seven miles it's a pretty big place so I had to walk down in about 40 45 feet down a steep two track okay if people don't know what a two track is you could drive a car down it it's pretty wide you could drive four-wheeler car whatever you want down into it and I started down I remember getting down behind his house and I got right to the edge of the woods now the other thing I want to set up about this is it was on a morning where there was no moon there was no moon in the sky um, it was phased out you know how the moon goes through certain stages you got a full moon and then there's no moon so I couldn't literally see the hand in front of my face and when you get into a woods or a forest all the light escapes it's gone like you can't see anything so I was like waving my hand in front of my face like this I couldn't even see my hand when I got inside there mm -hmm. so when I came when I came down the two track um, it came into the woods so far and then it stopped and then I would have been facing south okay I came in from the northwest I came down and now I'm facing south and it stops and the two track goes east okay so you could keep on going east on the two track it, it goes back in there for probably I don't know a thousand yards it goes way back in there and then what I used to do is I would turn left right there and I would walk about I don't know 15 or 20 steps and there's a game trail and I would go down that game trail and then I would go a, probably another two three hundred yards back to my stand so I wasn't real far from the guy's house like like when all the leaves fell I could see his house but I was back in there far enough you know I was three football fields away um, so I would take this game trail and then my hunting setup was it was like a bowl if you could imagine a, a bowl with the front of the bowl broke off it was all high ridges I, guys out west call them saddles Mm -hmm. uh, we we call them bulls uh, here, um, but I had ridges all the way around my back, and ridges would come down to the right and left of me, and then it dumped into like a swamp. So it was all swamp in front of me, and I was facing east. If I was sitting in my stand, I was facing east. So I turned onto this game trail, and I started heading south. Okay, I got about I don't know. 16 17 steps down that game trail and I stepped on a twig and it and it It went like that. It made a cracking noise and I'm not <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I got goosebumps right now um, When I stepped on that twig something to the right of me uh, Probably 25 yards from me. It wasn't real far away and it wasn't real close um, maybe 30 feet got up and when it got up, you know, there's leaves all over the ground. So when it got up, it was huge. I'm not kidding you. I mean huge. Now, I don't have any bull elk. I don't have any moose. I don't have any black bear. I don't have any brown bear. I don't have grizzly bears. I don't have anything that sounds like that getting up. I've bumped deer before. You know, an average deer, an average buck is uh, 160 pounds to 220 pounds. You might get a 240-pound deer. But I busted them, you know, in the dark where they've been bedded down and, you know, they're galloping down the woods. They sound like a deer. You can hear four legs hitting. Mm -hmm. this, thing, this thing got up 
And I, I literally froze, like not in fear, um, not being scared because I didn't know what it was in the moment. Um, but I was just like starting to be in terror because I'm thinking to myself, what in the heck is this? Because it's so, it's making so much noise scraping the ground to get up. Um, mm. I wish, I wish I had it taped so you could hear it. It just, it just made so much noise that I knew it was huge. It was big. And, um, it immediately took five steps to my right and got in behind me. It got, it got in on the two track. I'm down the game trail. Okay. It got in behind me and it's now North of me. I'm South of it, but I'm, but I'm, um, yeah, I'm South of it. And it took five steps like a, a person, like a bipedal. And I could hear it walking like a person. And I almost, I almost said, Hey, Hey, I'm hunting over here. You know what I mean? Because we do that when we're in the woods because you don't want to get shot. Um, you know, you, you don't want anybody shooting at you because there's a lot of trigger happy people that get in the woods. You know what I mean? And, and they hear something, they're just fire off even in the dark. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been killed around Ohio and Indiana because of that. So I almost, you know, I almost said, Hey, Hey, hey but I didn't. And I heard it walk behind me and it stopped. Now I'm stuck in a crouched over position because the last step I took when I cracked that twig, I froze and I had that flashlight on my, on my thigh and I had my bow in my hand. So you were bent over. <laughs> I was, I was bent over and frozen. Yeah. And frozen. And I'm like, I hear this thing walk to the right of me. That sounds, you know, I mean, mm. you know, just getting up, it sounded like it was 600 to 900 pounds. I mean, it just made so much noise and it didn't sound like a deer getting up. There's one characteristic of it. It didn't sound like a deer. Did you yeah. hear it breathing? Did you like a No. There's so much brush. No, that's the other thing. I could not hear it breathing. It was dead silent. I heard it walk. It, it got in behind me. Now, I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, I got goosebumps all over me. I'm sitting there and I'm still crouched over and I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, what is this? And it's walking like I am. You know, what the heck is going on? Like, what, what is it? And it's directly behind me. And the creepy thing was, it did not move. It just stood there and didn't move. Now, here's the, here's the stupid mistake I made. This is how dumb I am. It had already moved. And I took that flashlight off my thigh because I'm like, I'm going to see what this is. So I, I shined it over like that. And I couldn't see it because it was directly behind me. And, you know, like I told Wes, I, I'm not an expert on this. I don't know if they can see in the dark. I, I hear they hunt at night. I hear they mostly move at night. Uh, then I hear that's not true. Uh, a lot of them move during the day. They have what they call day watchers and all that. Um, I didn't learn about any of this until years down the road. Because, you know, in 2000, I barely got through this with, with my sanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm like, okay, something's behind me. I got to get to my stand and keep moving. So I, I started walking and I took five steps. And when I started walking, it started walking. And now it's going east. Okay. I'm going south. It's going east. 
So I'm walking, it starts walking, and I can hear it crunching. That's how big it was. I mean, I could hear it when it walked. And then I would stop, and it would take one more step and stop. Okay, there's the next characteristic. This thing is trying to be stealthy and smart, and it's only moving when I'm moving. Deer don't operate like that. Deer, the minute you spook a deer, they're gone. They'll run down three, 400 yards and they'll stop. And if they can wind you or they know you're an apex predator, which I don't know how they know. I don't know if they know we walk bipedal. I don't know. But once they find out that you're an apex predator, um, they're going to snort and they snort all over down the woods. So you, then you know if for sure it's a deer, but they snort. They don't walk when you walk and stop when you stop. Like there, like there's, this was something of intelligence. I mean, it wasn't a deer, you know, and I have nothing else in there um, that could be this big and anything that's going to act like this characteristic wise. So I took another five steps. When I took another five steps, it took, uh, it started walking and I stopped and it took another step and stopped again. So I did it the third time. And it started walking again, and I could hear it. And I stopped, and it took one more step. And I'm like, man, now I'm creeped out. Like, I don't know what the heck it is, but it's something evidently really intelligent, and it's mimicking what I'm doing. And now I've, you know, I've heard years down the road where, you know, hunters have been out and saw a juvenile, and they'll raise their hand, and it'll raise its hand. You know, they'll rock back and forth it'll rock back and forth you know i heard they mimic people so you know now i know later on that there's nothing else it could be but the 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 crazy thing was the third time i walked i stopped you know now the hair on the back of my neck is up the hairs on my arms are up i'm feeling all this terror like I, i'm like this is too creepy and too scary for me so I'm like, I got to get to my stand. So I take off running. I pull that flashlight off my thigh and I go running down the trail and this thing starts running. And when it started running, the footfall was, it was like thump, 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 thump. Like there was four or five, six seconds between each footfall. That's how I knew it was really big. Cause it, you know, if you or I run, you know, we're, we're, that's how we're going to run across the ground this thing was big strides big strides big strides big strides i get to my i get up over the ridge down into my stand by now i'm like i'm freaked out i dropped my flashlight twice i had to pick it up i got my bow hooked now i hear it go from a run to a walk now it's still walking and it's still walking and it's still walking so i climb up in my tree i get my safety harness on i pull my bow up I unhook it and I put it up on the hook and I just, I, I almost collapsed because I had so much adrenaline pumping in my body that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was like breathing heavy. Oh yeah, man. I was like, I was like scared to death. So I'm, I'm sitting on that stand and then all of a sudden I hear tree limbs being broke and they're, you know, like if you take a, if you stand a hundred feet from me and I break a twig, um, you know, you might, you might barely hear it, but when you, when you grab an eight inch tree limb or a four inch tree limb and you pull down on it and that cracking sound, um, cracking and breaking, 
that's when I was hearing like really loud cracking and breaking. And by this time, it was 175 yards from me out in the swamp. Like it was way out there. And I, you know, it's, de it's eerie dead quiet. So I can just hear this thing busting limbs one after another. Um, and I'm sitting there with my hands in my face going, is this really happening? Like, is, is this really happening to me as I'm hearing limbs break and crack? and pop and being pulled off a tree um, to the point where I start hearing it walk again. And I'm saying to myself, God, please don't let this thing come back because I got to get all the way back out of here, which is three, three and a half football fields away to my car. And how am I going to get out of here? In fact, um, I set out there and back in those days, I hunted till about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Um, if you didn't see anything by then, it's pretty much over for the afternoon until you went back in the evening. Um, I sat up in that tree stand till 11.30 before I got down. I was that scared. I was, I was afraid it was going to get me. You know what I mean? Now the sun's up. It's 11.30, and um, I climbed down, got my bow and everything unhooked, and I climbed down. And uh, I, told, I told one of my friends years later, and um, he's one of my friends from Ohio, and he said, uh, well, did you look for footprints? I'm like, dude, are you serious? I'm not looking for footprints. I'm getting down that damn game trail, and I'm getting to my car and getting the hell out of there is what I'm doing. You, you only had a bow, right? I had a bow, yes. And I had no arrow in it, and I couldn't have seen to shoot it in the dark. It was the darkest time to be on the woods. There was no moon. There was no light, no nothing. I mean, when you can't see your hand in front of your face and something big gets up, and it makes all this noise getting up, and it don't run away like a deer, uh, and you don't have anything else big in the woods. You know, when I got home, I, I took a piece of paper. I drew a circle, and I drew another circle, and I drew all the animals that could have been in the woods, okay? And I took all of them out that couldn't have made those noises and walked like a human being, okay? Raccoons, squirrels, coyotes, um, deer. You know, I took everything out, and the only thing was left in that circle was was Joy Behar. Yeah, right. We're going <laughs> right. back to the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But um, that's the only thing that it could abandon, and the things that it couldn't abandon were in the, in the other side. And mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's you know, and I didn't go back there for oh my god, it was a month and a half, and I was married at the time, and my wife kept asking me, how come you're not going back over there? You know, you're deer hunting every day. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to hunt the woods behind our house because I got permission to hunt over there. That's closer to the house. I can get back home. I can help you out with it. You know, it was an excuse every time she asked me because I was just, I was scared to death to go in there. You know what I mean? I was scared. Like, I have never been back there. I, I did. I did. Since? You've never been well, back since? Well, I hunted. Here's a, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Yeah. I hunted in there for three more years, okay? Never saw um, it. I never saw it, but I never went in in the dark. Mm. Like, I would go in at first light. I would come out as the sun was going down. You know, the sun goes down, you got pink sky. Mm -hmm. It's already starting to get dark in the woods. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the crazy thing. Year after year, I would go over there, and it first started with, whoop. I would hear that in the swamp 
okay? And I would be like, and I'm sitting in my stand and I hear it over here and I would look and you know, when you're hunting, like your, your eyes are trying to focus, you know, in an area that's thick and you're like really looking like, what, I, did I just hear a whoop? What the heck's going on? And then some days I would be there and I would hear a tree knock way, way the heck out there. And then 10 minutes later, I'd hear one way over here. Yeah. And it would just be a single knock, okay? Wouldn't be double, triple knocks. Be single knock, single knock. And then I would have days where I would be sitting in the stand, and on the other side of the ridge or the bowl or the saddle, whatever you want to call it, I would hear, see if I can whistle like it. I don't know if I can. I would hear a... Uh, I would hear that. And, you know, my girlfriend, um, she's a bird watcher. So she'd say, oh, that's this bird. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This sounded like a, a person doing a bird whistle. Real it didn't loud. sound like, yeah, it didn't sound like a bird. This is something that's got big lung capacity, and it's really loud. Because, you know, when you're in the woods, you got squirrels running around, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. You got all kinds of noise. And I would hear this. And it would go on, and, and, you know, now I get up, and I'm looking around the tree, because this is west of me, so I'm looking behind the tree, and, I, you know, the saddle's 25 feet high, okay? So I can't see over it, and I keep, you know, is somebody whistling to me? Is another hunter coming in? Whatever. But this would go over the course of three years. Like, like some days I would be in there, and I would see deer whatever and then some days i would be in there and there's nothing there's well, no deer no squirrel you, let me ask you a question you mentioned that this place was known for its fried chicken could this have been a chicken foot well it could have who knows <laughs> I it would be it would have to be an awful big chicken I, let I me tell you what fan of invaders in by the way but anyway um so so go on this is compelling now it seems like there might have been more than one and that that, sure. been, that would have been my 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 thought. Would I miss? Yeah. Gosh, this one ran away, but maybe it ran away obviously. So I think it ran away. So when I take off in the other direction, they're waiting for me. Of course, yeah. they're taking you anyway, right? Either way. Well, see, well, see, you know, I, I found I found out later on doing research on this stuff and listening to other people's accounts and what's happened. Um, yeah. I've heard some places where they'll hide uh, right off a trail and they'll hunt mm -hmm. and they'll get. The one will drive a deer, and the other one will smash its legs with a club, whatever. And that's how they hunt, whatever. I'm just glad that didn't happen to me. But um, it's really weird because, like I was just saying, um, you know, when when they were there, I saw nothing. I'm talking about. I'm talking now. I'm not exaggerating. I had so many squirrels around me that if I was just a squirrel hunter, I could have ate for two or three years. Big fat squirrels all over the place. When, when I would hear a knock or I would hear a whoop or whatever, there was nothing moving. Mm. I mean, nothing, dude, nothing. No squirrels, no birds flying over, no crows, because there's a lot of crows up there in Michigan. They're a very, very intelligent bird. Mm -hmm. um, they actually have a language, too. And um, there was nothing, man. I mean, absolutely nothing. And, and when I would see a deer, I knew they weren't there because I didn't see animals uh, in there when they were there. Um, you know, and 
I'm sorry. As I said, this is in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, right? No, it's not in the UP. Okay. It's down in the Thumb. Okay. It was in the Thumb. Right. Yeah, that's why I said up in the UP they got they got black bear. Yeah. You know, they got they got big animals, but yeah. down here in the Thumb, no. You got you got nothing like that. The biggest animal is a deer, and then maybe a coyote. Um, I don't even know if there's wolves up there. I've never seen one. I've been in the woods up there for. 15 years, I never saw a wolf or, you know, um, I never even really saw a coyote up there. I've seen more coyote in Indiana than I've seen up in Michigan. So, but, you know, like I said before, when they weren't there, I would see deer. I would see movement. I would see animals. When they were there, I saw nothing. So one time, I think it was, I think it was uh, October. Yeah, it was October. Um, I shot a seven point. And it, and it ran back in the swamp. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to go back in that swamp <laughs> and go get that deer. Mm -hmm. So I waited. I shot it early. I shot it like at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I sit there till about 3 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I got to go back in and get this deer. So I go back in the swamp. I find the deer. Um, it's about 170-pound, 7-point. That's a lot of deer for mm -hmm. one person to yeah, pull. Yeah. 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 So – I started back through the swamp and I would go up 25 yards. I would put my bow down. I would go back. I would grab the deer by the horns and pull and pull it up to the bow. And this is how I was getting through the swamp. I started hearing whoops. I started hearing whistling. Whoop again, whistling. And it freaked me out so bad that, and I've never done this in my entire life. I got that deer back to the tree where my stand was, the base of the tree. And I left it and I got the hell out of there. I didn't even gut, I didn't even field dress it. I left that deer. I didn't care if coyotes came in and ate it. I didn't care. I was so extremely freaked out by here because this was close to me. I was hearing this, but it's so thick back in there. I couldn't see any, I couldn't see movement, nothing. I, you know, I hear whoop, I turn to my right and there's nothing there. You I know wonder, what I mean? I wonder if they thought you might've gifted it to them. I don't know because I've, I've never tried that. Um, I never tried to gift anything. I never, you know, I just wanted to deer hunt. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to seek these, these things out. You know, these guys that are, you know, doing into the 400, I know they're trying to like prove that they exist. You know, you don't have to prove they exist. I don't need the government to tell me these things exist. Right. Um, people, people ask me all the time, do you, Scott, do you think they really exist? And I just laugh at them because it's like, it's not after what's happened to me. It's not that do they exist? I'm a knower. I know they exist because yeah. I know what I heard. Your eyes can play tricks on you, but your hearing isn't going to play tricks on you. What you hear is what you hear. Well, take us to 2015 because 15 years later, <laughs> Michigan still only beaten Ohio State one time. Right, they don't they don't beat them too many times. I know you have to plug that. It's great. It's a lot of fun when when you're a Buckeye. That's right. Go Bucks. Right, uh, right. But uh, now my kids are in Santa Clara, so uh, oh, baseball, but football. Right. We don't have one, so it's we're right, right, um, right. But, uh, but well, I want I want to tell you about the um, now 2003. I want to tell you this is the creepiest part to me. Oh, um, didn't know we had one. Go for it. <clears throat> um. This gets me a little bit. I remember it was like um, the end of November, like the 25th, 26th. 
and uh, I hadn't seen anything all day. And it's, it's, this is the weird part. I got down on my tree. It wasn't quite dark yet. It was just starting to get dark. I start over that hill, and I start down that game trail, and I'm walking, and I got my flashlight in my hand, and I'm walking, and all of a sudden I hear some, I, I feel something um, hit me on my shoulder. And I'm like, I turn around real quick, and I pop my flashlight on just to make sure, and I'm looking, and I look down, and it's a stone about the size of a 50-cent piece. Not a rock. Rocks are a lot bigger. This was about the size of, a little bit bigger than a quarter. Hit me in the shoulder. So I'm like, you know, I was next to a pine tree, and I, I didn't want to look up because I've heard these things get up in trees. That would be scary. And, yeah. And I'm standing right next to this pine tree, and it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, I got to check it out. So I, I popped my flashlight, and I looked up. And I just thought, and this is the stupid part of, of me, is I thought, well, maybe there was a rock up in the tree, and it fell out. Maybe, maybe a bird knocked it out, whatever. So I start walking down the game trail. I, I take about another 15, 16, 17 steps. I feel, I feel a pop on my shoulder again. I look down, it's another stone or rock, about, about that big. Now listen, I really felt that on my shoulder. I look down and that's sitting there. I turn around again and I look, and I'm doing a 360 now. Not just directly behind me, I'm doing a 360 all the way around me. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like something threw a rock at me twice, or a stone or whatever. And I just remember, um, in my mind, I said, okay, guys, you can, you can have it. I'm going home. I'm not coming back no more. I'm out of here. You know, I'm gone and I'm out of here. You can have this place. And I, I walked another, I don't know, 10 or 12 steps to the two track. Didn't get hit with nothing. I walked up the two track. When I got up by the landowner's house, I ran, I ran to my, my car. I threw my stuff in it, I got in my car, I never talked to the landowner, and that was the last time I was back there, and I haven't been back there since. I won't, I won't go back there, because it's, it, it gives me the chills and the willies to, even when I see it in my mind, and the, the encounter I had with Mr. Big Feet, um, and hearing that sound, um, you know, and then, you know, I told my ex-wife, we were, we were getting divorced, and we were at a custody hearing thing, and we were waiting to go in. And I, I just said, you know, um, I have something that's been eating at me for quite about three years, and I got to tell somebody. And she's like, well, go ahead. I said, you know, I trust you. I've been with you for a long time. And, you know, this is what happened. Well, out of her, I get the smile and the giggle, and I'm sitting there stone-faced, like I'm not laughing or anything. And she, you, you should have seen the <laughs> – the smile just went away and she could see like, I was like, white as a ghost. And she's like, you're kidding me. I'm like, no, this all happened. Like, this is real. I believe in this. I, I encountered it. This is all the things that happened. I told you it really happened. I really got hit in the back with a couple uh, stones or rocks and it scared. It, it terrified me. You know, that, that was it for me. Getting hit with the stones. Now you're making a connection with me. Like, the tree knocks and the whoops and the whistle, whatever. Okay, you're letting me know you're there. But when you start interacting with me and you start throwing a stone at me and it's hitting me 
you didn't throw a stone past me, so it would go past my peripheral vision and I would see it. You're hitting me with a stone. You know what I mean? Um, but the seven-point deer that I left there, I went back the next day. I got one of my friends uh, to come with me. Um, CJ's about six, six, four, weighs about 300 pounds. He's a big dude. And I took him back in there with me. I said, I got to get this deer. I said, uh, I was too tired to drag it out or whatever. I made some excuse. And um, we went in there and we drug it down the trail. And I said, okay, here's a good spot. Now I'm going to field dress this deer. I want you to look around a 360 perimeter of, of me and you. And he's like, what? I'm so, I said, I want you to just look around in the woods while I field dress this deer. He's like, okay, you know, whatever. So he's standing and he's looking and I'm, I'm trying to field dress this deer and get all the internals out as fast as I can. And man, we got that booger up, uh, up the two track and threw it in his van and we were out of there. And like I said, uh, 2003, uh, my ex-wife was the only person I told mm -hmm. until, until I had my second occurrence. Um, did I start telling some people, but, um, I told, I told five people on one hand because, um, I didn't, I didn't want ridicule. I didn't, I've been laughed at a couple times about it and it, it cheapens the experience because I was there. Yeah. I know what I heard, mm -hmm. you know, you're not there. You can laugh all you want, but you get in, you get in the woods and have the same thing. You're going to pee down your leg because it's that scary. You know what I mean? So I didn't tell a lot of people, you know, I told one of my best friends in Ohio. I told uh, my ex-wife, one of my best friends, um, you know, this was, uh, you know, 15 years over the course of 15 years, I told five people because I, you know, I didn't want people to laugh at me and think I'm nuts. You well, know, know what I mean? You know, Scott, a situation like that, you take the average man or woman and fecal evacuation is imminent. People don't want anything to do with any of that spooky stuff. Right. Right. But it happened to you again in 2015. Right. Which is right. Crazy. Well, the thing is completely. Yeah. The thing with 2015, um, and I still go over there and hunt. And you heard uh, it, so you heard a, a shriek, right? It was oh, it's it screamed at me twice. Um, I was I was hunting in the woods. It was in November again, so there's a lot of leaf fall on the ground. All the leaves are almost off the trees, and uh, the sun was getting down. And I, you know, I just don't like coming out of the woods in the dark unless I've shot something and I'm hunting for it. Then, you, you know, you got to find it. You got to be in the dark. But when you don't get anything, I mean, you know, it was, rut was winding down. I saw some deer. It was an eventful day. I didn't shoot anything. And there's a pink sky. You know, the sun's just going down. It's almost down. And I'm like, well, I got to gather my gear up. Um, now, this wood's 30 acres. This woods is not big. But kitty, kitty corner from me is a 250, 300-acre woods. It's a big woods, okay? Um, so I got down out of the stand I was in. I was down at the very corner of the woods, okay? The house that I was staying at, which was my girlfriend's mom and dad's property, it's about 120 feet, 25 yards from me. So about a football field sure. and a quarter. Not too far. Yeah. So, and, and in the field, they got, you know, 300-acre field. It's a big field. It, was, it had soybean in it. So I come down, get out of the tree. <laughs> get all my stuff. I go out about 65 yards. I go out. I start walking down the middle of the field. As I get down about 50 yards, I hear something to the right of me 
coming from the corner of the woods. And it's walking bipedal like a person. I'm getting goosebumps once again. Daytime. Daytime, yeah. It hasn't quite got dark yet. Yeah. So I'm walking down through there, and I stop because we're going to intersect. It's coming right towards me in the woods. Now, if you know anything about hunting, when you're on the inside of the woods, light, when the sun goes down, light escapes the woods. You can't see, you can't see 10 yards. Of, you can barely see. When you get out of the woods, the sun hasn't went down yet. You're in an open space. You got light. Okay? So as I'm walking and I'm hearing this thing walking towards me, um, it stops. And it stops about 10 yards inside the woods. And I'm now stopped. And I'm looking in its direction. And it won't come out. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm having flashbacks from 2000. Here we go again. Please, you know, not this again. So here's the crazy thing. My body went down to the ground. I didn't even think to do that. I went down in a crouching position because for some reason I was so scared that I wanted the beans around me to cover me up so I could be as low as what the beans were. So I'm crouched down. Well, it lets out a scream, okay? And the only thing I can compare it to is if, if you've ever been near an air raid siren or a tornado, a tornado siren, how it, it just gradually starts low and it goes higher and higher and higher and then it's full-blown high-pitched. Hold and on. It's, Hold on. Yeah. 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 Like that, but more of a howl to it. Yeah. Okay? It's kind of a – you know, Wes, when I was on Wes' show, he did the – have you ever heard the Ohio uh, howling? Yeah, he plays that every 12 episodes. Yeah, yeah. There's really so many vocalizations, but yeah, it's yeah. – uh, Yeah. So it, so it was it – I'm a subscriber, by the way. I, I listen to Sasquatch. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Um, yeah. But it yeah, was be – One thing I'll say, you're never going to hear outro music on my show that's Billie Eilish. Right. <laughs> what is it with the Billie Eilish? I wake up in the middle of the night because it shows over, and he, pl he plays it out. He vamps it out for like five minutes. Yeah. And it's always some depressing, yeah. flat beat. Right, right. But that adds, that adds to the show. You know what I mean? It just kind of, it adds, it adds to the creepiness. You know what I mean? But she's as creepy as it gets. Anyway, right, I love right. It. Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. So, anyways, it, it's between the air raid siren and the howl, somewhere in the middle. Okay. It lets out the first one, and I'm down on the ground. And I'm like, what is, what is this? You know, it's screaming at me. So it sits there. I, it, I, you know, I thought it was like three or four minutes. It could have been a minute. It just sits there quietly. Mm -hmm. And then, then it really lets the scream out. And this was so big that I literally dropped my bow and I put my hands over my ears and it was like I didn't have my hands over my ears. It actually hurt my ears. And it was really big and drawn out to the point where there's no mountains in Indiana, but when it stopped, it echoed. Hold on. That's Hold on. Let me relate a similar story. I was speaking to a gal. Her former husband was an Indian uh, in Northern California. He was a Native American. And uh, they went camping. And they went camping on native land. And she went with uh, 
her husband and uh, the chief and the shaman, shaman, and a couple other people. And they said, where we're going, they're going to be all around us. But they'll make wow, them, and they'll make themselves known. But don't respond. Just they'll if you don't respond, they're fine. Right, right. Um, you know we can do that. So she's there, and they're sitting around a campfire, and she said it seemed like it was six feet behind her. She heard exactly what you heard, and she was frozen, literally frozen. Oh, oh yeah. Move for yep. 15, 20 minutes. Same story. I was at Mammoth doing a little squatching myself. And uh, we were talking to one of the fellows on the, uh, he wasn't a ranger, but he was in ski patrol and he went out and he did uh, um, rescue missions. They're called um, mountain patrol, whatever they're called. Anyway, he was telling me a story that his dog, they love to tree bear. So when bear would come down, they'd run after him and, and tree him, run him off. Right. But there was something out there that smelled really bad and was making these grunts and the dogs wouldn't go anywhere near it. They were trying to literally crawl under dig under his house and then wow. it came out a scream and he said he couldn't move for 50 he was absolutely frozen for 50 yeah. minutes he had never heard anything like that it, literally the sound freezes you yeah it's you well it just you know in 2000 just it, just hearing it walk i mean <laughs> i i can't i can't compel it enough to hear something walk bipedal but it sounds really big I was frozen, like I could not move. And I've heard all kinds of occurrences from people, how they were frozen, how they were going to pull a gun out of their holster, but couldn't get the gun out of the holster. Mm. But they felt very comfortable with the gun, but couldn't get it out because mm. one was breathing behind them and they could hear it breathing and they heard one snapping over there. So when I was in the bean field, I was down on one knee, like a, run, like a runner's thing, down on one knee. And when it did the second scream, and it was real loud. I mean, something with the lung capacity. I mean, it's just huge. And when I heard that, and I heard it echo, I heard it echo on flat ground, okay? That was it. I was off to the races. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, was, I was on Wes's show, and I said, you know, um, it was almost like one of those cartoons where your feet leaves before your body. Um, that's how it was for me. I mean, my body was, now my body was up and moving. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to think about running. And in fact, between where I was in the house, I almost fell twice in the mm -hmm. bean field because I was running so fast. Now I was 50 years old at the time. I'm 55 now. So I was 50 at the time and sprinting and running is over for me unless you're scared to death. I don't sprint and run anymore. I, you know, I used to run track a lot in high school, but I don't, I don't do that anymore. But when you're scared, you'll run on water. I mean, when you have that happen. Yeah. Were you yeah. sore the next day? Um, no, not really sore. Um, but when I got to the edge of that field yeah. where the property meets the field and I was in the backyard, yeah. I was only probably 60 yards from it in the woods. Uh -oh. Okay. I stopped and I turned around, okay? And I said to myself, if this is what I think it is, I'm just gonna stand right here until I see it come out of the woods. I wanna see it. I dropped my bow, I was bent over, crouched over, breathing heavy, trying to catch my wind, and I stood there, and I stood there, and I stood there, probably for five, maybe 10 minutes. 
never saw it, never heard it take another step. Now, when you're in the woods and there's leaves all over, you cannot get in there silent. I mean, mm. you or me, I'm, I'm 211 pounds. When you walk in the woods, you got to walk on your tippy toes because you, you, the crunch of the, of the floor gives you away. So when there's something really big and I'm, set, I'm 75 yards from it, you know, I'm, I'm over half of a football field away and I can hear it loud coming through, walking like a human, and then it stops and don't come out. You tell me what it is. You know what I mean? It, and then when it, when it yelled at me the first time to make me go to the ground, that scared. Then when the second one, I'm out. I'm out of there, man. Okay, I, I'm out of here. I'm gone, you know. So I never heard it walk away. I never heard it walk down through the woods because I would have been able to hear it yeah. from my position where I was. And it was gone, like nothing. Seeing isn't always believing, is it? No. It's scarier. I think it's scarier to me, honest to God. I, I can say this with almost 100% confidence. Yeah. It's scarier to me to be out in the woods with no moon you can't see the hand in front of your face, and you hear something this big moving around, agile, like a human, and then when you hear it run, and you hear all the thump of the footfalls, you know this thing's big, and it's running. Not like a deer, it's running like a human being. Um, that's more scary than if I, I think if I saw one come out of the woods, to me, because now I'm seeing what it is. It might be a little scary to see what it is, but, you know, when you don't see it and it's moving around you, it, you know, that thing walked in behind me. It could have had, I really, honest to God, Kelly, I really thought that I was going to die out there. I, I, I really, uh, I make peace with everything. I thought this thing is directly behind me. Is it going to charge me? Is it going to come down? The because it would have had me. There's, I had a bow. I didn't have a gun strapped to me, or and I probably couldn't see it to shoot at it in the dark anyways because I can't see my hand. How am I going to see it? I mean, it could have swooped me up, whatever, and now I'm going to become one of the 411. You know what I mean? I, I thought I was going to die, man. I really did. Ladies, yeah. Well, yeah. Do, you have, do you have nightmares because of this? You know, that's the crazy thing out of this whole thing. I've never had one. Mm. Not one. Yeah, not one nightmare. Not I have never had a, a, a dream about a Sasquatch. Nothing. That's, Nothing. That's interesting because I've had many. I've all, you know, I experienced a tornado, and I will tell you that at least on six occasions, maybe as many as 12 occasions per year annually, I will dream of tornadoes. Really? Of tornado nightmares. Once in a while, I'll have a Sasquatch dream. Um, I've never seen one. I've never experienced one. But I can imagine being in a moonless woods or forest. you don't want to listen you don't want to experience one man don't i'm telling that. you don't these people that. you know what these people that it, it blows my mind they're gifting these things and supposedly they're getting gifts back and, and now listen i really believe sasquatch as an entity people animal look it's not domesticated it's not driving car driving a car down the street it's not coming home and cooking spaghetti or watching a football game. It is an animal, my friend. It might have people DNA in it, but it's an animal. It, it kills prey. It rips it apart. It eats it. Yeah. Okay? So as long as, until you can train one to drive a car, I'm not gifting anything. I'm not hunting for them. 
I'm not going out in the woods looking for them. I mean, I'll go deer hunt, but if they want me out of a particular area of where I am, I'm out. I'm out. You know what, Scott? It's my inclination to believe that in areas where there are more people and they're sort of squeezed into a small corner to, to exist, they're not yep. going to take human prey. They're just going to try to, hey, I'm here. You don't need to be here. This is all I have left. Right. So maybe they eat squirrels, they eat deer. There's so many deer in the Midwest, it's unbelievable. For those of us right. who grew up there, I live on the West Coast now, um, you know, the, the white-tailed deer population is, has exploded, and everyone has them in their backyard. They're almost like squirrels, so there's a lot of prey for them. But I, that's why I don't think that they take uh, humans as prey um, in, in those particular areas. Now, I'm not willing to, to give that um, uh, a chance. I'm not willing to go out there and field test it. You know, no. um, but listen, Scott, I, I wanted to thank you for joining us. I really appreciate the time. Um, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your experience. Folks, if you've had an encounter with uh, something spooky from space or not quite from the human race, this is the place, I guess, to get on the witness stand and share your story. Like, comment, share, and above all else, subscribe. We do have a new Facebook page. Scott, by the way, are you a subscriber? Yes, I am. Ah, I love it. Well, you're going you're gonna to be on one of our better shows, fella, because we get the <laughs> algorithm. Uh, but we do have a new Facebook page, and of course, it's called The Phenomenon Report. I'd like to populate that as soon as possible. Uh-oh. And that, my friends, is the former bass player for Tower of Power and the OJs, Mr. Vito Sanfilippo. Wow. But I'm a musician. <laughs> I'm a drummer, so I've been a, I've been a working musician for 40 years, so... Well, there you go. I play yep. drums as well. Yep. Okay, here's my big end. Until we meet again, that thing living under your bed, hovering above your backyard and looking down at you from your window on the second floor, just may be real, and there's nothing you can do about it.